So I'm going to get us a couple minutes before I get started. So how many more people come in. I know I'm getting started late. That's my bad. I promise you I'm going to clean that part up. Like the video on the way in for me. Like on the way in. I know you're here. Give Facebook a couple more minutes, a couple more seconds to catch up. couple more ticks. Yeah, we back. We're done with that train tonight. I tried to avoid the train, but, you know. Those other spots be too loud. It is what it is. Like the video on the way in. Appreciate you coming in. Like the video. We about to get started in a second. We got a couple things to talk about tonight. Um, got a couple things to talk about. We're gonna get into this. Pardon the train noise. I can't do nothing about that. But it's going on. It's normally really not that bad. But yeah, I can't I can't really do nothing about that part of it. Um It shouldn't, it shouldn't be that much of a disturbance, though. We've been out here a few times, and it really wasn't that big of a disturbance. Like the video on the way in for me. Let me know you're here. Um, Politics on the Corner. Real Rap King. We live on YouTube and Facebook. Um, First time here, it's not going to go how you think it's going to go. We stand on principles and parameters. Understand? Um, You know, we get into some topics that really ain't for the faint of heart. You know, it's not going to be a standard. 
point of view, I just believe it to be a natural, pure po point of view for me. You know what I mean? Um, we got a uh, shout out, Advanced, um, Advanced Chemical Sessions, I think the name of it is. Um, and Jones Nelson, Long Care. Pardon me. No, I don't got that stuff in front of me, but shout out Advanced Chemical Sensors. Um, what they do is, is that if you have any type of foreign um, agent, so to say, fuel, carbon monoxide. Um, that's another one. It's another big one I can't think of right now. You have any of those things in the air. They have sensors they put around the house, they put around uh, put, put, put around rooms, and they could detect if there's foreign matter in the air. Um, and let you know exactly what levels of, um, they're present. And um, what you need to do is go about removing those harmful um, chemicals and agents. Uh, Jones Nelson Lawn Care. Best best lawn care service in the business. Um, if you know anything about it, um, they're, uh, it's a family, it's a small black owned business. They're, um, it was actually a business started for the grandson. Um, it was something to get the grandson a step ahead in the business world for when he gets older, he's mature, he already have a business that he can step into. Um, it's, it's about building generational wealth, right? I'm going to summarize that. It's about building generational wealth. And um, this young man, I think it's like three to five years old, somewhere in there. And they started this business in his name um, for him, like I said, to get a leg up. So he's not starting from zero, right? Um, so you can... Support those names. Google those names. If you could use their services, please reach out to them. Tell them I sent you. Um, like I said, if, you're, if, if this is your first time here, it's not going to go how you think it's going to go. Um, we get to the real issues. We get to the why behind the issues, though. right? We don't just stay on what the issue is. Like, like We got to know the history behind it. I feel as though anyway. Um, this is about coming together, bridging gaps, and problem solving. You're not a problem solver. Problem solver. You're not a gap bridger. This probably ain't for you, man. Just being honest. Um, it's probably somewhere else you better off going to um, spend your time with, man. But I'm probably, I'm probably really not him. I don't want to be though. You know what I mean? Just being honest. I don't want to be. Um, this is a story that I've been following, right? I'm not going to lie, act like I've been following this super close with all the all, all the pure details of it. I know the surface level details of this of the story. Um, there was a guy, um, he was locked up in uh, Georgia. He was in Georgia State Penitentiary. I want to say for a robbery or a homicide, something like that. But he spent 15 years in there. Come to find out, he was wrongfully convicted. He was wrongfully accused, right? Everybody just came in, like the video and you're waiting for me. He was wrongfully accused, right? So he, so eventually, after 15 years, he was vindicated. He got he uh, he was awarded his freedom. He was awarded um, a sum of like one point something million, right, for his pain and suffering and whatever the case may be. So um, almost like a week ago, over the weekend, probably like a week ago, he was pulled over by um, law enforcement. Pulled over somehow or another. Somehow or another, him and law enforcement 
Somehow, never him and law enforcement wind up um, getting into an altercation, right? They wind up getting into a scuffle. And behind that scuffle, like he tried to wind up grabbing the cop gun, like a whole bunch of stuff happened during that scuffle. He wound up being murdered by the police. Long story short on that part. He wound up being murdered. Um, and what's influenced me to talk about this because I was asked a question yesterday. I was asked, um, you know, could a standard thing with police involvement, anytime you interact with the police, is just take your lumps, take the charge, go to jail, let it fight another day, right? Which is the standard uh, viewpoint, typical, right? I find this case to be a little bit different. And this is the reason why I find this case to be a little bit different. Like the video on the way in, or like the video on the way in. The reason why I find this um this particular incident to be a little bit different is because, like I said, this guy was incarcerated for 15 years. This guy was wrongfully imprisoned at that. This guy was in a state penitentiary, man. He in there with killers. He in there with the worst of the worst. You know what I mean? Day by day, he living to, uh, to survive on a whole nother level that the average person can't even fathom. So I say all the sages that he went through a different kind of reconditioning. He had to he, he had to change. And, 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 the, and, the, and the crazy part about it is he might not have been like that before he went in. Stay what I'm saying. He, he might not have been that guy before he went in. But. He had to transform into that guy for sure, for sure, when he went in there. Especially during 15 years. You can't dodge. You can't duck and hide for 15 years. He was in there for two years, three years. I could see laying low. But 15 years, ain't really no laying low. And he was sentenced longer than that. That's just what he served after they found, after they decided they wanted to throw out his conviction. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm saying, I don't understand all the ins and outs of, 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 of what he was convicted of and what he was actually sentenced to. But I know he did 15 years. And I'm pretty sure not only just from a transformation mental standpoint, I'm pretty sure he had some anger. I think that I think that's normal. I think that's a normal response. That's a normal reaction. That's a normal emotion. When you when you know you somewhere you ain't got no business being for something that you absolutely did not do. You know what I mean? So, for, as far as he concerned, his whole life has been negative interactions with the police. I guarantee you he fought COs in prison. If he fought that cop so easily on the street, he was definitely fighting COs in prison. It's hard. He, he had a failure to adapt, man. But which I think, like I said, I think he should deserve a level of grace because one, he's in there, he shouldn't have been in there. But so all this man, for all intents and purposes, all his interactions with the police have been negative. They locked him up for something he didn't do. He went to court, blue trial for something he didn't do. He went upstate, CEOs talking to him filthy, tell him to bend over, call, spread his ass cheeks, you know, the whole nine, right? You think that won't do something to you mentally? And you in there with killers and dude and lifers and this gang stuff going on in there, you just trying to figure out where you going to fit in and how you going to survive this bed that you ain't got no business serving. Stay what I'm saying? 
you can't tell me that won't do nothing to you. You you can't tell me that wouldn't that that wouldn't do something to you mentally. You can't tell me that, man. So you can't really ask me why he decided it was smart to fight the police. He'd been fighting pretty much been fighting his whole life anyway. He'd been battling the beast his whole life. Like I said, I guarantee you, if you, if you go through there, he probably got some write-ups for fighting COs. Because they, because they normally go hand-in-hand. You don't, you don't be in there and be a sucker to a CO, but get out here. COs ain't got no go, go guns on the block, on the cell blocks, in the day rooms. They ain't got no guns. You know what I'm saying? They got guns in the towers, and, 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 and maybe they SRT teams, or whatever the case may be, right? Those specialized teams they had to extract people, extract inmates, and stop riots. Yeah, they maybe got hammers, but the regular CEOs walking them blocks, them tears, them day rooms, they don't got no guns. They got some tear gas, they got some OC spray, they got a baton, they got a walkie-talkie, man. You know what I'm saying? So it ain't no way you're going to tell me that he decided that he just wowed out and he came out here and decided he wanted to fight the police. No, he been fighting. He been having his way. So for him, a cop is a cop. And like I said again, how could you blame him? How could you really honestly look at him and blame him, man? I said this last night. I said one of our ills as a society, one of societal's main ills is that we judge things. And I'm going to say we, even, I mean, we judge things that we can't even begin to understand. We judge things that we can't fathom. Because we're speaking about things from a safe place, a place of comfort, and we never went through those ordeals. We never went through that adversity. So you, it's quick to say, oh, what shouldn't be done or what should be done? How, how would you know? You haven't been there. How would you know? It's easy to sit on the sideline and, got, and have everything figured out. Go in the fire and try to figure it out. On the fly, because you don't get a lot of time to make decisions. It's snapshot decisions, right? So... You don't get that luxury to sit back and play Monday morning quarterback and rewind the play and fast forward the play or freeze frame. And you don't get those luxuries. No, you got to make snap decisions in the midst of it, in the midst of the chaos. And I ain't justifying no way, shape or form his actions towards the police. Let's not get these things misconstrued. I'm just clearly answering the question that I was asked. How could he do that? What was he thinking about? He wasn't thinking. He was going off of muscle memory. He was going off of what he was trained to do. Any and, and, and the crazy part about it is I thought about this today. And I, I, I really thought about it. I was like, damn. I mean, we don't have a crystal ball. We can't say what would have happened, what wouldn't have happened. We don't get that luxury, right? But how do we know if that man would have never been arrested falsely arrested that his life went to somewhere else different. How you know he wasn't meant to be a billionaire or something? Somebody that could have changed the direction and trajectory of, of his family. Or somebody that was meant to, to create something beautiful for the world to enjoy or benefit off of. How we know that like, like, like that wasn't in his cards? But that criminal justice system is so broken you got a bunch of people in there falsely accused or falsely arrested and falsely incarcerated. Today, you got way more than you should have. You understand what I'm saying? You got way more than you should have. And 
they keep talking about prison reform. Prison reform. To me, it's like at this point, it's lip service, man. At this point, yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't, um, some, some jurisdictions want to, uh, um, no bail policy. You just get a ticket, you get a summons, you appear in court for, um, nonviolent offenses, right? All right. Because we know, uh, black and brown people are the victims of, of, of the bail system. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Because the, 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 the failure to, the ability to acquire bail, and we talking nominal, we talking 500, 300. We ain't talking 50 grand, 100 grand. We talking, you got people in definite jail nine months on a hundred out of bail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's why they say the rich don't go to jail because they just write a check. They just cut the check to get bailed out, go hire the the um the best lawyers money could buy, spank it, or get a bust down to, to something that ain't nothing. You know what I'm saying? The whole criminal justice system really was designed to incarcerate the poor when you really think about it. That's like one of the illest premises of the criminal justice system. That's what they're really not going to tell you. The law, all laws not created equal because everybody not held accountable to the same standard. So, so therefore, all laws can't be created equal. You can't say um, justice is colorblind. You can't say justice is colorblind. Or, or or justice um doesn't matter how much money you have, nobody's above the law. You can't say that because like I said, you got cats that they doing crazy stuff out here, man. But they cutting that bell money before they even hit the they got their lawyer, they lawyer meet them down there ready to bond out. They risk never one in cuffs though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They going out there to get bell bonded out ASAP. Lawyers already there. They got lawyers on retainer. You did? Lawyers on retainer already. That court hearing is a joke. You know what I mean? If it's a real court hearing, but pretty much it's going to be a joke. They already worked out with the DA. He already talked to the judge. Him and the judge already golfed together or something like that. Or they go out and, 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 and do their underground stuff together. <laughs> Whatever that may be. You know what I'm saying? Or they make sure whatever judge get aside the case. Like, come on, man. That's a whole play. That's why the rich don't really go to jail, man. Only They only go to jail when they reach those levels where they can't duck it. They can't hide it. They can't sweep it under the rug. But for the most part, man, they don't go to jail, man. They don't even get probation. They're not going to piss in the cup once a month. None of them things are happening, man. The criminal justice system was designed to incarcerate the poor, man. Just being honest. And y'all have to look at it for what it is. That's why prison reform and bail reform and police reform, all them things don't really mean nothing because it's not going to happen because it's a cash cow. There's too much money flowing through those hallways. Too much money. I see, as, 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 it's like once a month when I read the paper, I read about somebody coming home from being falsely arrested, falsely convicted. After they don't serve 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Some cases, one guy served 30 years before he was granted his freedom. This other guy, recently, somewhere in Florida, I was reading about it. This guy, uh, he was convicted of murder. Um, He was convicted of murder. They appealed it. The appeal court, after all these years, like 20-something years, decided that um, it was a piece of evidence that the prosecution withheld 
right? Purposely withheld because it will help this guy defense, which we know is illegal, right? So initially, they vacated the conviction on the technicality. That, that uh, um, it was he was he was thrown out on the technicality. And then it was reinstated on the technicality. <laughs> so so this guy was free. So so this guy did some 20 some years. He he was released on the technicality because they because they deemed that the prosecution didn't didn't play fair. They withheld crucial evidence that would have helped this guy defense. It happens every day, by the way. Let's not get none of this twisted, right? Um so they vacated the sentence, ran him a new a, 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 a new trial. He was free like a year and a half, two years, whatever it was. Free model citizen, um, getting to know his grandkids, getting to know his family again. He had a he got a wife. Like, you know what I'm saying? They getting acclimated to him being outside. I think they actually married while he was in jail. So they getting acclimated to him being free. You understand what I'm saying? And they reinstated the conviction on the technicality. He was forced to turn himself in, go back to prison. Every appeal that he put up to try to um, put a stay on him having to turn himself in was denied. So now they back to square one with appealing. And you know, you only get for so, much, so many appeals. But they back at the appeal phase and trying to figure out a way to uh, to get this man free. But the crazy part about it is when they want to review the case, they realize there was a lot of lies in the case. There was a lot of false testimony, false statements, and the whole nine against this man. But legally, they said they can't do nothing about it. Like, come on, man. Are you serious? Man, you got to be kidding me, man. It's like none of this seemed legit. But this guy back incarcerated today. You know what I mean? Let's take it a step further. Continue to walk with me. Because we're going to continue to go down the path. You know that whole facial recognition thing? That, that, that software that's really been out forever. It's not no new technology. I hope people understand that. Right? It's just becoming more mainstream and people are becoming more aware that this technology existed. This technology has been out. This technology is old. That's be crystal clear, right? You got, it's like four states where you got citizens suing these states because the Facial recognition software picked them up and alerted to the police that they had outstanding warrants. So when these guys got arrested based off the facial recognition, right? These guys were arrested based off of facial recognition. And When they get down to the, they get down to the precinct or the or, or the district or whatever y'all call it, wherever y'all at the holding facility, whatever the case may be, and process and central booking, whatever y'all call it, right? They get down there. These guys are adamant, black and brown though, right? I'm gonna tell you why. They're adamant that they're not the person that they're being accused of being, right? They produce proper ID, the whole nine, right? Some of these guys were incarcerated for days, weeks, what have you, right? Before the before they realized that they're telling the truth, but they're not the person that they are accused of being. 
right? So with this facial recognition software and technology, it has a hard time picking up and distinguishing the differences between black and brown people. Only people they got a hard time with distinguishing who they actually are. So it gives false readings. But these false readings are only for, only happens towards black and brown people. I just thought that was an ill story, right? I just thought that was ill when that came out because you got people out here that really got like real life doppelgangers, right? <laughs> like real life. You got people that look so much like somebody. It's hard. Some, sometimes, I mean, I, I don't see cases where somebody mama didn't really know them apart. Like they knew them, but it was like, damn, if I didn't do a double take, if I didn't really know my child, I thought you was my child. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't see cases like that. So imagine, right? Imagine. Somebody that favors somebody so heavy, they get picked up on the AI tip, right? They get incarcerated. They got the they got the proper ID. They got the proper credentials. The whole nine. And there's no way for them to really prove who they are because they're looking like, oh, this is a fake ID, right? They got. I mean, I don't know. They probably got to go through something crazy just to prove their own identity at that point. But um, I just look at that increasing. Really, that's the point behind my story is that if, if that was already happening, right, with people misidentifying, false identifying, lying, you know what I'm saying? All these different variables that cause people to be falsely incarcerated. Um, imagine what's going to happen with this new technology. Oh, well, this widespread technology. Imagine how many more people are going to be falsely accused, falsely arrested, falsely convicted, and falsely incarcerated. Imagine how much that number is going to have an uptick. And 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 damn, that that's probably a lot harder rumble to beat. I mean, that's what I'm saying if y'all really look that close together, because it's looking like, yo, you was positively identified in facial recognition software, bro, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, this is you. The jury looking like, that's you. Everybody looking like, that's you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because y'all look that closer together, but you ain't never been to that state. And what happened with the guy, it was one case in Louisiana. Um, I want to say New Orleans, uh, Baton Rouge, I want to say. Baton Rouge or New Orleans was one of them. This was the story that got my attention, right? With with this whole conversation with the uh, AI facial recognition um, misidentification. Um, he had never been, I think it was Jefferson Parish or somewhere, whatever municipality that covers, whatever jurisdiction that covers, city, towns that covers. I think it was Jefferson Parish and I'm by mistake. He said he never even been to Jefferson Parish. You know what I'm saying? It's a case I never even been over there. I never been there and I'm being incarcerated for a crime that happened there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't even fathom that kind of feeling, man. That gotta be a super sick feeling. It gotta be super sick, man. And like I'm like I'm asking, how do you combat that? How do you control that? How do you mitigate that? To me, it's damn near impossible. To me, could you continue to fight these uphill battles and uphill wars trying to figure out how to just to break even? Not even how to get ahead, just how to break even. Um I just thought that was an ill story. 
Um, yeah, I just thought that was an ill story. It was. It's something I think is worth paying attention to. It's something worth checking out. It's something worth monitoring. Um, it's something that you know um, should definitely be abreast of. Facebook, do me a favor, like the video on the way in. Um, YouTube, like the video on the way in. Do me a favor, like the video on the way in. But it's like um, it, you got to be abreast of what's going on out here, man. You got to stay a step ahead, or at least just stay in tune. So you know what you're facing and how to combat it and how to cover yourself and how to protect yourself. So you don't get surprised. Getting surprised is a bad thing in some cases. You dig? <laughs> um, what's the next story I want to talk about? There's so much stuff that happens, man. It's a sad story I want to touch on. It's a sad story. It's a sad story out of Sanford, Florida that happened uh, happened last week, I believe. Uh, this young mother, she drove to a bridge and jumped off the bridge, right? Um, police come, they block the bridge off, and then they get the idea, like, let's go to the house to see if she had kids or check on the kids, whatever the case may be. She had twins, a boy and a girl. When they got to the crib, the babies were in the bed. Look like they were sleeping. They were actually dead, right? The home she was residing in was gifted to her by uh, Habitat for Humanity, right? So it was a small little community right there. To my understanding, they all kind of know each other, try to look after each other. To the best of one's ability, you know what I mean? Um, and they said she was like really having a hard time, like she fell on hard times, and that was her in her mind the best solution to fix her situation. You know, they went for the toxicology reports to see exactly how those kids died, how those babies died, right? They're waiting for that report so they can, um, you know, give them official cause of death and determine a little bit more of the um, mental instability that that young lady was under and how exactly those babies died because of it, right? Um, I think there's a lot of different issues that, that um, I feel like this story is becoming more commonplace. I don't feel like this is an outlier. I don't feel like this is an isolated um, I really feel like it's a result of not only you feeling hopeless, not only you feeling like you don't have a way out or you can't see a way through, but also if you look at today's climate, you know, what, what was affordable two or three years ago ain't really affordable today. We're talking basic stuff. We're talking milk, bread, eggs. I mean, she ain't have to pay. She ain't to pay no. I don't think she got to pay mortgage for the house. I think that's gifted. I think she's to pay taxes or something on that. Um, I know you got to put the sweat equity into the habitat for humanity houses, but but I'm pretty sure you don't have no mortgage or anything like that on it. Um, but you know the strain of being a single parent, the strain of everything in life becoming more expensive and more and more unreasonable and 
more like out of your reach, so to say. That's the way you feel anyway. Right. Whether it's true or not. But you can't you can't really tell a person how to feel. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't know their story. Don't know their life. You don't know what they face on a second by second basis. We ain't going to go day to day. You really don't know what they facing on a second by second basis. Um, but I just feel like, especially, I mean, as a parent, right, um, in order for you to feel like you had that dire strait, you was under that much pressure, that much difficulty, that much depression, that much, you know what I mean, adversity, whatever word you want to throw in there and use right now, that the only way you can see out it's by killing the babies and jumping off a bridge. It, and like I said, you look at the landscape of the world, man. It's like the, the, the basic things, man. It's like it's not, like I said, it's not affordable, man. Depending on who you are, depending on, I mean, like that McDonald's check ain't going to work. That McDonald's and Wendy's check ain't going to work. You could be working at McDonald's and Wendy's. That check ain't really going to work. Not unless you up in management or something like that. But that $14, $15, $16 an hour is not going to work right now, man. It's just not. Gas is up and down. Everything is up and down. They keep talking about um, um, prices of things are coming down. Where? <laughs> Where? Where? Because I can't see it. Can't nobody else see it. Can't nobody else see that, man. So you got these people, you got people out here barely holding on. Barely holding on. They don't got help. They don't got nobody they can call and get $20 from to go get cans of beans, hot dogs. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to last for a couple of days, hopefully. Everybody don't have that option, man, or feel like they had that option. So it's like for all this um, lack of money available, for all this financial strengths that, that the government say they got and say they can't do nothing about it, right? They can't do nothing about it. cost of living going haywire. They say they can't do nothing about it. It's the highest it's been in, in, in like 30, 40 years or something. Can't do nothing about it. But yet you got a hundred billion to send over the, 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 the send across the water. You got a hundred billion. We talk uh, in fact 109, 108, 109 to be exact. But you already don't sent 40, 50, 40 billion to Ukraine already. <laughs> maybe I'm maybe I got a problem with mathematics. So on this run, you want to send them 60. You already don't send them 40. That's a hundred bill to one country. Meanwhile, you got suicide rates have hit all time high. From, from regular people to veterans committing suicide to um lack of of, 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 of quality foods. Like, like, like you got real places out here that, that that's really legit food deserts. We got too many communities out here that are legit food deserts. And look at where them communities are. Look at where them communities are. I got to ask another question. 
this is ill. I got asked another question, right? I don't know. For some reason, people want to ask me questions. I don't know. I don't know why. So they say, they say, yo, how come you think there's not no universal health care? So I was like, so I educated them about the Obama health care and told them how buffoonery that actually is. If you actually read it, it's something that's always been in place. Let's be clear. <laughs> it's not anything new. Let's be crystal clear, right? You have to be really of a certain demographic to really truly benefit from the from 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 from, from that uh, Obamacare um thing that they kind of revamped. They they didn't create it. They kind of revamped it, right? But you gotta be of a specific demographic to really truly benefit. You gotta be like a gig worker. You gotta be somebody that um um. A spouse or somebody where you allowed to come and you got you got some crazy underlying illness, underlying issue that um you're paying for out of pocket right now. But now because of Obamacare, you're able to get on your spouse's health care, you're just paying co-pays so it's cheaper for you, right? So people like that are benefiting tremendously from it, right? You got a lot of seniors that can't afford it because of the because of the uh the co-pays are too high. From the from the doctor visit. To the uh, medicine. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So somebody asked me a question. Somebody said, yo, why do you think there's not no real universal health care, free health care like other countries have? I know some of y'all going to get mad at me and say, whoa, it's me. I just tell the truth. You don't like it. It's in some it's someplace else you can go. I promise you. You don't have to be here with me. It's the same thing with the food deserts, right? It's the same thing. You look at that. You look at those impoverished, disenfranchised communities, right? They don't have access to uh, quality food, right? They got to go to the corner bodega. They got to go to these knockoff food stores. They really kind of selling kind of like secondhand food. We're going to call it a spade a spade, right? Um, It's fruit. It's not the best quality fruit. It's vegetables. It's not the best quality vegetables. You know what I'm saying? You got to catch a bus and you got to go across somewhere to get that kind of food. They've done that purposely, though, right? But they got a bunch of bars now. Bunch of bars. <laughs> bunch of bars, fast foods, and bodegas. They got a ton of those, right? But they don't have access to quality groceries, right? It's the same. Why? Because as long as you keep eating bad, you ain't going to live that long. And I'm a, I'm a firm believer. You're a byproduct of what you eat. Meaning your mentality, the, 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 like 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 all that has something to do with what you're intaking into your body, right? So you're already living in an aggressive, violent environment. Then you eating bad food, bad diet to go with that. That's further messing with your your brain. All that goes hand in hand. You got to understand how these things work, man. You got to understand how these things work. That's why it's that saying you got to eat to live because what you're intaking to digest your body actually influences your brain. Like you got to understand this concept. Right. So it's the same thing with the, the same thing with the education system. Why is not quality education in those places? Because they don't want to change the status quo. I don't want to educate y'all to come up to realize that you can be me or you can live next door to me and you must run and date my daughter. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't mind you making $25 an hour on a high end, $30, because that's not going to move the needle. That's not going to make you my neighbor. Even you making 100000 isn't going to make you my neighbor. That's what the CEOs think. 
You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to give you enough to move move next to me, but I don't mind giving you a little piece because I'm only going to give a little piece to a couple. Majority janitors. I'm not giving y'all no money for real. Y'all not changing y'all zip code. You're not improving your circumstances. You're doing enough to make it, but you can't withstand any major event, unexpected event. You understand? But it's the same thing with the healthcare. Think about it. If I don't want to feed, if I don't want to give you quality access to quality food and education, because I want you, I, I want you to live for so long, and I don't want you to be smart, right? I want to keep you at a certain level from an intellectual standpoint. In my mind, this is the way I'm strategizing this, right? Why would I want to give you access to quality healthcare to ensure to assist you with your longevity, to to assist you with being healthy, so you can focus on the ABCs and Ds of how to build generational wealth. No, as long as you got these ailments and your leg hurt too bad to walk to the library or your leg hurt too bad to walk to the bus to go to that meeting or that seminar that could potentially change your life or to go to that meeting to meet that guy across town that could potentially put you on the road to save your life. Why would I help you? I'm not, it's not designed to help you. It's designed to keep you right where you at and right where I need you to be. You understand what I'm saying? That's exactly what I need from you. I don't need you being on par with me. I don't need you um, being anything close to me. I need to keep you at arm's length. More than arm's length, but I need to keep you at arm's length. Right? But I also, um, I need to ensure you stay there by putting certain things in the motion, certain things in the place where it would aid and assist in you staying there. Maintaining that status quo. And that's the unfortunate ill and reality of um of life. Right? I I I really just want to lock you up and send you to jail because honestly, that's why I feel like I'm gonna make the most money off you. <laughs> we gonna keep it fair, we're gonna keep it fair. I don't go into third grade third grade classrooms and forecast um prison beds for nothing. Right? I don't do that for nothing. No, I do that because mathematically and scientifically it's proven correct that the system I currently got in place is going to yield this number of y'all going to occupy this number of beds for me to keep my money going. Somebody called me a liar, man. So why would they give you access to uh, quality health care, equal health care? Pardon me, let the train go past. Like, 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 why would I give you access to quality health care? Why? Why? Why would I give you access to quality education? Why? Why would I have true prison reform? Why? I'm losing money all the way around the board. Everything right now that all these reforms and all these ratifications and all these things are financial losses to the powers that be. You understand that? The more quality people that come from there that are educated, that means the less people that are going to turn to crime. Less people that's going to be influenced by crime. Less people that's even going to think about crime. Right? No, I'm getting education. 
I can see this education actually playing out to something because things are starting to make sense. What didn't make sense yesterday is making sense today. Main man just graduated. Now he over there. I can see the roadmap now. I couldn't see the roadmap before. And he was healthy. He had all his teeth, had all his hair, skin shining. He ain't had no lip when he walked. You know what I'm saying? All his vitals, his, his, his cholesterol is straight. His sugar levels are straight. You know what I'm saying? All this is straight. He got dental care. He got health care. He's straight. He out here shining, looking good, looking like a strong black man. You know what I'm saying? I seen it. My own eyes, I seen it. I could follow that. Matter of fact, his man did it with him. And damn, old head over there just did it too. Like now I can actually see a stream. I can see a steady stream of people that's going on that wave, that's being successful, doing things the right way. It's no longer the opposite way where I don't see the success. So I got to take what I see as success and chase that. That's no longer the case. You know what I mean? Now I can see it through a different lens. They don't want that. Why? That's a loss of money. That means that's a hospital. That's a jail bed that's not going to get filled up. That's a hospital bed from getting shot that's not going to get filled up. That's a bag of IV. That's a surgery. That's some gauze. They don't get to charge the insurance companies. Like, think about it. Think about how many people eat off of crime, man. Look how many people eat off crime. From your local police department to the crime scene cleaners to the coroners. To the to the courthouse, to the uh the bellers, the CEOs, the clerks, the stenographers. Look how many people there's fees now. The 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 ambulance, the EMTs, the people who make the ambulances, <laughs> people who make the police cars. <laughs> right? I'm laughing because it's real. Look how much look how many people there's fees now. You get to the spittle. You got the paper, the person that checked you in, right? You got the CNAs, you got the LPNs, you got the RNs, you got the doctors. You know what I'm saying? You got the janitors. Look how many people work in the hospital. Look at all these different people that work in the hospitals, man. Take away illness and violence and watch, them, watch how empty them hospitals become. They can't, they can't afford it. They can't afford it, man. It's a system that bleeds until so many other things and it feeds so much. A single event. Let's say one person gets shot. I just took you through how many people going to get paid off of that one person getting shot. Or oh, he got to get shot. He could just get bloodied up to where he needs stitches or something. Her or him. Whatever the case may be. Right? So, think about it. Off of one incident. Ambulance, EMTs, police got to come out. They got to probably investigate. They got to do what they do, right? If it's bad enough, the news camera come out, right? It's bad enough, they're going to be live on in the studio. They're going to have a reporter on the scene. They got to have a cameraman, right? Just think about it, right? You get to the hospital. Like I said, you got the person. They're going to send you back on the gurney. They got the person that's going to come in and get your information. They got that person that's going to come and get your vitals. They got that person that's going to tell, you know, they're going to come and say whatever's wrong with you, how severe it is, whatever the case may be, right? 
you got to have surgery. You got to have an RN, a surgery type RN, a trauma RN. You got to have a trauma doctor, at least one. Depending on how bad it is, could be two or three. Right? You can have upwards to four to five people in that room while you're getting operated on. God willing, you make it. God willing, you make it. So what happens after that? You got to go to the recovery room. You got to heal up. You're going to have an LPN and an RN that's going to come and check on you. Give you your medication, change your wound, the bandages. You know what I'm saying? What if you need physical therapy? Now you got to go get physical therapy. Look how this train, I'm just trying to give you all an example on how this train just keeps going. Or how many, there's one incident. It's one incident. I ain't even got to the criminal. I ain't even got to the part of somebody get arrested for it yet. I ain't even addressed that part of somebody get arrested for it. I just talking about somebody getting the assistance that they need from a medical standpoint. That's the only part that I touched on thus far. That's the only part I touched on thus far. I ain't touched on. So now, okay. Listen, we got time. We got a couple more minutes. Let's go ahead and explore that side. So the person that's get it, that gets arrested for that crime, right? Police had to investigate, but police had to come out through the initial, right? They called the detectives in. Detectives, oh, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's overtime. <laughs> I just worked the whole shift. Oh, I got to come back outside. Oh, that's overtime, right? <laughs> this shit is ill, right? So they investigate, investigate. Damn. So they took the charges to the DA's office, right? Got a sister DA. You first probably got a paralegal, somebody that's going to touch it before it gets to the sister DA. Sister DA going to review it. They're going to have a powwow about it. They're going to say this is enough to bring charges. They're going to issue a warrant. They're going to take it to a judge. The judge going to issue the warrant. The sheriffs or the marshals, depending on how the gravity of it is, if you ran or whatever. But some police agency is going to come get you. Right? Come get you. They're going to put you in a detention status. Right? You got to go see what the initial. You got to go You, you got to go to the whole joint. You got to see the magistrate. Right? But you got to encounter the felony first. Right? You got to, I mean, you got to count so some type of sheriff, CEO, correction officer, somebody on that level, right? You got to count, count on one of them. They're going to process you in the jail. Um, then you got to go see the magistrate. The magistrate going to give you a bail, whatever, no bail, bail, whatever the case may be. You know, then they're going to, I mean, they're going to take you, if you get a bail, they're going to take you back to a little holding facility. Um, Give you a certain amount of time to post bail. You're post bail. They're going to start the end process. Right? You're going to tick this off. You're going to bend over. You're going to cough. You're going to peel in the jail joint. They're going to give you your mat. You're going to go to the uh the holding joint. Right? All this while you're escorted by a sheriff or some kind of deputy. Right? Man, you got go, to go, you gotta go to court. Like, you see how... I ain't got to go crazy with this, but you see how always probably leading up to prison. Right? When you got CEOs up there, they got to do the same thing with processing depending on where you at to the courthouse, they got to put you in a little, they got to put you in a van or put you on a bus to transport you back and forth to, you see how many jobs? Just think about this breakdown I just gave y'all. You see how many different people and jobs involves this one case? This one case. Not to mention if somebody's seen it, then they traumatized or the victim might be traumatized. You know, now he go through a victim advocacy or he go through a victim um, trauma class or something. Counseling. You know what I'm saying? There's <laughs> so many different layers to this and so many different aspects of a single event. 
So, 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 so once again, riddle me this. Based off of everything I just said, why would they be keen? Why would they want to offer anything remotely to equality when it comes to health care, uh, education? Um, uh, 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 what was the other one? Health care, education, justice system. Educa yeah, why? Why would they want to offer anything close to being equal? Where I just I just clearly articulated the money train that they have in play that has been very, very profitable. I mean, profitable ain't even a word at this point. We're talking generational wealth <laughs> at this point, especially when they privatized the prisons. That's when it really went haywire. And a lot of your favorite athletes and favorite actors and all that invested into the prison, prison industrial complex. They're not going to tell y'all that. They're not going to tell y'all that. But uh, but they had a they had a um an investment advisor who told them this was a smart and wise investment. You're going to get return. You're never going to see returns like this. That's probably what they told them. Which hey, listen, from a pure investment standpoint, it's true. From an integrity moral standpoint, you can look at that a little differently. But we just looking at pure economics. They write about that. They told the truth about that. But as a black actor, athlete, whoever, of, of somebody that was invited, because we had to be invited initially to invest into those um those um ventures. That wasn't that they didn't open that up for everybody. You gotta you gotta understand that. That wasn't open for everybody. And if it was open under IPO, you didn't even know that's what that IPO was. That wasn't widely broadcasted as, oh, this IPO is um, this group that has 100 prisons, that has 20 prisons. It wasn't public like that. You had to be really, you really had to know or really be in the stock game to know what those companies were that were invested or, um, or, or just handling IPOs that was under those IPOs. You really had to be vested. You really had to be in the know. For a reason, though. Why? Because those returns were bananas. Those returns were bananas. They knew it. Everybody knew it. Right? So I I just, me personally, I was looking like, if you, if you black and you invested in that and you know that the predatory incarceration that were committed against us and and, 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 and you invested in that, so that tells me you ain't have a problem with that. So I, I kind of do look at that different. I'm not gonna lie. I think I'm I think I'm supposed to though. I think everybody's supposed to. I think honestly, you're an idiot if you don't. Just being honest. That means you don't want to look at the truth. But these are the things that, like I said, we really got to um, These are things that we really got to open our eyes to. These are things we really got to pay attention to, right? Because these things are happening right in front of us. They're not hiding this. They're not ducking this. There's no Jedi mind trick. They're doing it right in front of our face because they know we're preoccupied with this other nonsense out here. They ain't about nothing. Or that ain't me. I ain't going to do with that. You do got something to do with that because it could be you any moment now. Like, ain't nobody exempt. People, for some reason, think they're exempt. You're not exempt. 
I don't care how many white people you know, or how many white billionaires you know, or, or how many yacht parties you've been to, or what? What's that song? Still OJ. <laughs> Real rap. You still OJ. I ain't black. I'm OJ. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let me know how that work out for you. Let me know how that work out for you. It typically don't. But I ain't going to take up no more of y'all time. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. I appreciate everybody coming through. I appreciate, um, you know, week and week people still coming coming back, even when I'm inconsistent, even when I'm late. Um, I'm going to stop taking the abuse in that because that's a privilege. Um, and I'm going to start giving y'all back from a time-wise what I owe y'all out of respect and out of appreciation for what y'all do uh, for me on my side. Um, but politics on the corner of Real Rap King. I see y'all next week. Y'all already know principles, principles, the parameters, what we stand on. We ain't doing nothing else.